0: Hello, and welcome to Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom. We're a Harry Potter podcast, and we got a lot to moan and groan about, (laughs) but not this week. Well, yeah, actually, yes, this week. Still this week. Still this (laughs) week, and probably every week, but... We're very excited. We're back together again after a long, long break. Too long of a break. felt like forever. And we are joined by a beautiful Yeti mic (laughs) that is making us sound hopefully delicious. Ew.
1: excited that I'm able to
0: lean in and make an impact (laughs) emphasis we're
1: delicious
0: delicious I don't know I'm just hoping I'm so happy it's like last week when I was listening back to that little part I recorded in the beginning compared to the first thing we ever recorded we're like oh I know it was like night and day we didn't (laughs) know that the like I had to get a new cord for this mic. (laughs) But I didn't know that, so I thought that we were recording on it that first time. So I had my laptop like completely turned the opposite way. Yeah. So the sound was extra bad. So it was crazy to listen to. So I'm so excited that now it will be extra good. We're gonna sound so good. I'm so happy.
1: From here on out we will sound so perfectly clear. Yes. And it'll be good. So thanks.
0: Thanks for bearing with us through the microphone troubles and This little break, but
1: today you're gonna get two whole episodes. So I say, why wait? Let's get into it. Let's just get into it. So, today, with our first episode, we are going to talk about Slytherin House, Mm -hmm. particularly the characters that are good Slytherins. Slytherin is a house that obviously has a reputation for putting out a lot of nasties. (laughs) Um, but there are some characters in the series who are actually really good people that were from Slytherin, and so today we are going to just be talking about how stereotypes and how sometimes they're not always true for everybody in that house, <laughs> focusing on Slytherins. Yes. <laughs> Very important work. So, but, before we get into that, Emily, what's been flooding your toilet this week? Here's what's been flooding my toilet since forever.
0: I'm... I guess you could say I'm a gamer girl. Yeah, (laughs) all right. Here I am, a gamer girl. I have been disappointed for a long time that I feel like there are no good, real Harry Potter games. Yeah. Did she buy both of the Lego Harry Potter games for her PlayStation? Yes, she
1: did. (laughs) They're They're a fun time. (laughs) Do I kind of hate them a lot? The answer is yes. Did you hear that they're getting, like, remastered, the Lego games are? And they're, like, adding more stuff to them? The Lego games or the actual Legos? Because I heard about the actual Legos. No, I heard, like, the game, too. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. I saw it on Pottermore just, like, the other oh. day. All right, well, let's drop the
0: first F-bomb here and just say, fuck that. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just... Something inside of me screams... No to anything, anything Lego, anything. Like actual Legos, yes. Like the toys. Wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. But I don't understand why we have to have Lego video games of things. I mean, I guess it's easier to make, Mm -hmm. to animate
1: but I don't I don't I don't like them you don't like I don't like them I feel like they're not real I feel like they're a fun time we've been working our way through playing them right now I know and it's a fun time like it's fun to see how much they butcher some of the stuff that happens but like it's also just
0: like I feel like so painful I feel like they're fun because we're making fun of it like that's a fun time but half the time we're like I have to look at a walkthrough I hate this yeah (laughs) I know.
1: They're so... Some of them are hard, too. Like, there have been lots of times where you've had to look it up and be like, how do I get past this? I know. What am I supposed to be doing? Those
0: stupid potions you have to make. Once upon a time, there were non-Lego Harry Potter video games. And I remember playing them as a kid. I had one for my GameCube that was Chamber of Secrets. I did not finish it because it was too hard for me because I was very little. And I didn't have anybody that was willing to, like, play it for me, like, play through the hard parts for me while I watched. Because it was just some dumb little kid game. It was nothing. I just remember that um, you got to shoot a lot of spells at fire crabs. (laughs) And they were, like, big, giant, fire-breathing crabs. That's funny. And it was really dumb. And I remember I think I somebody else that I knew had that game and got to the end. Okay, so there's that. Then maybe that game gets remastered or something because it's a different one. Uh, I had a, a wealthier friend <laughs> and I went over to his house back in elementary school and he had an Xbox 360 <laughs> and he had the Chamber of Secrets game, I think, <gasps> or maybe it was Goblet of Fire. You know what? You know what? I bet it was Goblet of Fire. They
1: have long hair in both. So <laughs>
0: oh, God, because there was denoming that was like a part of the game and I remember it was really fun.
1: Cause How was were part at the of Goblet of Fire? Well, because they
0: were at the burrow. Yeah, but I thought they did that in Chamber. I know, but they were at the
1: burrow. Okay. And well, so they are they in the made movie, but, part well. of the game.
0: Okay, yeah, the movie can suck it. <laughs> We've discussed this previously. Yeah. But, so, they were doing that. I think that's why it looked better. And it was, like, a couple years later or something. Yeah. So, I'm sure that that was it. But anyway, and that was really fun. And then I remember back in the day... Uh, back when the Wii was something that people enjoyed using, <laughs> there was a Half Blood Prince game. Oh, was there? that was I think the maybe the last one like that that they made was Half Blood Prince, and what a boring way to go. Oh,
1: I know that's not a good one that translates into a video game. My sister has an Xbox 360, and she has an Order of the Phoenix game for oh. it that I've played before. Was it good? It wasn't bad. I feel like it was mostly just, like, a walkthrough of the story with, like, a few, like, here, go to class and do magic type of things. Yeah. I don't really remember it very well, because it's been a minute since I last played it, Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't know. It's better than the Lego game.
0: (laughs) I just, like, I'm not saying that the ones that that came before the Lego Harry Potter games are good. Because yeah. I don't think that they are. And if you look back and see those, like, I think I had the Sorcerer's Stone, like, computer game. Oh, man. And, like, you can go look at that, and there are, like, people on YouTube who play through that because it's such a nightmare. Like, it looks so bad, oh, and the game yikes. is so bad. So I'm not saying they're good. I'm
1: saying, why aren't there, like, new Better Harry ones. Potter games now that aren't Lego? Now that we have, like, technology that, like, allows us to create these fantastic in yeah. real life looking games you know like, and i why not feel like, Harry Potter? I feel
0: like this is something that's happening to a lot of other franchises too like lego is taking over yeah and I don't think the games are that fun right I spent money on it and I have it yeah and it's funny because we're playing it together and we get to make fun of how bad it is and that's yeah. a good time and I'm having fun doing that but I just i want like it wouldn't be fun to just like sit and play it on your own no though. I want the good stuff and I know that it's it would be different, but I'm a big fan of the Batman Arkham games, and now this like new Spider-Man one came out and looks really good and cool, yeah. and those are superheroes, and you get to punch people, but who says that I shouldn't get to play as Hermione in a video game and get to punch Draco Malfoy in the face, <laughs> just like Batman would. The dream.
1: <laughs> the dream.
0: <laughs> so that's, that. I just, it's been on my mind, because we've been playing through that game again, yeah and it's just like i don't i just wish that there were some like real harry potter video games and not just the lego
1: games yeah that's my nightmare right now that's that's a valid request i have the like harry potter dvd game (laughs) oh (laughs) it's terrible the scene it one no, not the scene. It oh, one. that's fun. I love Harry I love Potter Scenic. you should come over sometime and we'll play Harry Potter scene. It because yes. I have it in my apartment. But yes. no, I have. It's like this like DVD game. Like it, it's just like a DVD and it comes and you put it in and you use your remote as like your controller and it. Oh it's a really God. dumb game, but it's kind of fun too. That's like a weird flashback because I
0: remember playing those. Like they'd come on like the bonus DVDs of like all the like kid movies. Like yeah,
1: it's basically yeah. just like a that has all of that and nothing else because i remember that i had um lady in the
0: tramp Two scamps adventure (laughs) i had that on dvd and it had a game it had like a couple games on the on the dvd and one was like you have to find all the junkyard dogs they're hiding in all the junk (laughs) oh my god it was like ice fine it was so bad so that's hilarious i, I did not realize it was a harry Potter. one of the ones that, of that i
1: had wasn't even like a game but it was like a quiz and it came with a cinderella story that has hillary duff and chad michael murray <gasps> in it and it was like a quiz that you could take to like find out who your prince charming is and it was like with all the people in the movie and i took it every day for a long time just to <laughs> make sure that chad michael murray remains my prince every Stop! single day <laughs> chad michael murray the king oh man oh
0: dvd games dvd games also it's happening and now that we have a mic you can hear it i have my dog on my lap and she's snoring so you can (laughs) hear
1: very quiet snoring that's what that is so katie yes what's been flooding your toilet Okay, this, I feel like, has actually been flooding my life just because I've seen it everywhere. <laughs> it's been flooding my social media pages Uh-oh. for the last, like, three or four days. Yes. And you've probably seen it, too. But on September 1st, in celebration of going back to Hogwarts Day... Yes. Jude Law and Eddie Redmayne showed up at King's Cross Station for Reels. And, like, surprised everybody that was there. I did not see that. You this. haven't seen that. Oh, my God. I feel like every time I go on Instagram or Facebook or, like, anything, oh my God. it's, like, pictures of them there. And they took pictures with the cart oh. and then they, like, greeted fans because, like, that's a huge day for people to go to King's Cross. Yeah. Obviously. So, they, like, showed up as, like, a promo for the movie. But also, In like... In costume. No, not in costume. Okay, unfortunately, well. Johnny Depp still wins in that department from his yeah, jaunt at yeah. Comic Con. But like, oh, they so still just showed up to like surprise people, which I think was really sweet of them to do. I, I would have died if I, I would have died,
0: <laughs> not just because. um even thinking about a possible celebrity encounter in my life is too uncomfortable for me. <laughs> but also, I would have been really excited
1: if yeah. that had happened. It, like, I feel like Eddie Redmayne, especially, would be a good celebrity to have be like your first one to meet because he would actually be sweet and not be like, yeah, he seems oh, like a, he doing? seems like a normal dude. Yeah, that's the thing I appreciate about a lot of people in the Harry Potter cast in general is like they just seem like they're actually willing to meet fans mm-hmm. and don't get like weirded out whenever they run into people. Yeah, out and. About. you know Mm -hmm. so anyway i thought that was cute and it i feel like it has literally been flooding my brain because i see pictures of that every time i turn on my computer that they were at king's cross station like it's a huge deal but i think it's sweet (laughs) i'm just so happy that i'd rather it be that than them trying to
0: like continue making cursed child a thing yeah i was kind of nervous about that as september 1st was approaching i was like all right are they gonna like be normal right (laughs) or are they gonna like keep doing this because it's finally made its way to the united states but no i was free I was free that day.
1: Yeah, it was it was a good day. I would love to go there on September 1st Sunday for real, like go to London and go to King's Cross. That would be so crazy because lots of people go, but mm-hmm. it would be fun too, especially if movie stars show up. When I was um, in London, I was able to do like a trip
0: where I went to a couple different countries in, in mm-hmm. the the western Europe. Yeah. And um and we had to we went to King's Cross to actually get on a train for real and go to Paris. So Aww. we took that one that goes like underwater and it's really scary. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. But we were in, we were on the other side of the street from where they have the nine and three quarters thing. Mm-hmm. So like our tour guide was like really quick. Cause we got to get on this for real. We need to get on our train. Yeah. Who wants to jaywalk as fast as we can over to the other building so we can go see the nine and three quarters thing. So I did. Duh. Yeah. Um but they it was so early I think we were there at like 6 mm-hmm. in the morning and um and so they didn't have it set up so they didn't have the cart that's like halfway through the wall oh, thing set up. They just had the plaque, so I took a picture of that. But I was always like, "Oh, I mean, I was there and it was exciting and cool." But I'm like, I wanted to get my cart picture, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get to get it. So I feel like going on September 1st. They must like have it decked out, like, oh, just, like I'm sure
1: ready to go. Yeah. That's so fun. Just from the pictures, it looks like there were like hundreds oh. of people there. Oh. So. That's cool. I love that. That's fun. Like, obviously, it's, like, a thing for people to do to show up on September 1st, which makes sense, but I never really would have thought of it. But, like, why else would they have been, like, let's go surprise people. Like, obviously, it's a thing. Yeah. For people to do it. So, that's fun. The Harry Potter Harry Potter. so (laughs) wonderful. I'm so (laughs) happy to be a part of it. Still going strong. Okay. So, should we get into this? I think, yes. Good Slytherins. Let's get into it. So we just have, like, a list of people that are, like, actually good examples of good Slytherins. Okay. And in preparation for this podcast,
0: I went digging around. I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, let's get a list. Because I know who I think are good examples. Yeah. Let's see what other people are saying. So I was doing some Googling. and not sponsored by Google. (laughs) I was doing some Googling. Um, and I found Pottermore had put out an article about the good Slytherins. Oh, really? I was like, oh, this is, this is for real. <laughs> this is coming straight from the source, in quotes, because she's not writing everything on Pottermore. Yeah. So I went to look, and here is a list. This is what the, the article was called, Slytherins Who Break the Mold. Ooh. There was definitely a you in the spelling of mold (laughs) so here was who they had all right number one snape okay moving on (laughs) we'll get to that (laughs) number two merlin
1: oh i didn't know merlin was a slytherin i guess so well that's great we're gonna leave him (laughs) out of this (laughs) i don't know him i'm not
0: gonna talk about him number three slughorn Mm, number four andromeda and number five, Regulus. Dun dun, dun 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 Yep. That's basically our list, too. Basically. Mm-hmm.
1: I Without think, Merlin. <laughs> I
0: think let's talk quickly about um, some others that I saw floating around. Yeah. Um, which I don't agree with. I don't think, for example, Narcissa is an example of no. a good Slytherin. She did one good thing. <laughs> Like, okay, yeah, she loves her family, and she did a good thing because she got info about Draco being alive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but also they didn't, like, want to be there by the end. I get it. I wouldn't want to either. But, yeah. like, I don't think that means that she's good, because, like, when we see her in half Blood Prince... She's quite stank.
1: <laughs> yeah. stankaroon
0: Yeah, so. so
1: she doesn't, like, become good until... Like, the end. But she has her moments where she's very much not a queen. So, I just... It's like... Yeah. It's like all of the Malfoys go through this shift over the course of the books so that by the end, they're just cowards and not scary yeah. people, but that doesn't make them good. That just means that they have a slight change of heart towards mm-hmm. the end, but they still do lots of not-so-great things mm-hmm. over the course of the series. Because I definitely don't think Lucius could be on anyone's list. No, but I don't like, think Draco could either.
0: Draco is on people's lists, and I'm like, no! No! He sucks! Like, he is the worst. He, I love him yes, dearly. of course. I love, love. Out forever. Forever. all the Malfoys Forever. But, like, they're always. not good people. no, no. 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 So they don't get to be on the list. No. But I guess also addressing that, since you just said they're not good people, Snape is on this list, and I don't think that he's a good person. And to be honest, I think both of us agree on this, Mm -hmm. I don't think that he's a good example of the good Slytherin. I
1: don't either. I think he he is like the prime example that a lot of people use. He's the example. He is the example, but I don't think he's the best example. No. No, no. He's a great character. He fought on the right side in the end. (sighs) But, like, it was a long, sticky road for him to get there, and he still did a lot of really shitty stuff in the meantime. Yes. And so I don't... He's not a good person. (laughs) Stop glorifying this guy. So, like, okay, yeah, he fought against Voldemort.
0: Great. I don't care. I still think he's my first... I think there are... I don't care. I think there are better people. I think there are better examples of this. Yeah. Than this,
1: like, child abuser. I know. I know. <laughs> he... He's a very hateful person, and he let his hate get in the way of him doing what was right a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. and he treated people really badly. Mm -hmm. He treated children really badly, and the only reason why people are, like, willing to, like, say that he's a good person is because he had this, like, weird obsessive crush on somebody. Yeah. So, like... Stop making him this, like, romantic, like, great character. He's not. He's still a jerk. hmm That doesn't, like, redeem him for all the shit that he did.
0: Yeah. Not, not in it. my eyes,
1: anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so
0: we'll, we'll dive more into his character toward the end. Yes. Uh, we want to get into some good examples that we think exemplify the good Slytherin trope. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, we'll get to Snape later. Because we do need to talk about him. We have
1: a lot of stuff to say about him.
0: I mean, truly, we could do an entire hour on just him. We could. But I don't want to. No, I don't want (laughs) to give him that glory. (laughs) I think think that kind of, like, in-depth character analysis, those episodes will come uh, more when we're diving into doing, like, book club stuff. Yeah. We'll be able to do that a little bit more. Yeah, because then
1: it'll all be fresh in our mind, and we will have lots to say. I have one more thing. Uh,
0: Just to bring up before we really dive in, uh, since we did just talk about Cursed Child, Mm -hmm. Astoria Greengrass,
1: uh, does she count? I feel like if we had learned more about her, she could count. Do you remember, I don't know if you've read this, I think we read it together, but the thing that's on Pottermore that J.K. Rowling wrote about Draco mm-hmm. in general, like, she just yes. wrote, like, this huge thing, yep. she has a paragraph where she talks about, like, their marriage, mm-hmm. and she says stuff like, Astoria was is very similar to Draco in that she went through, like, a phase where she, like, questioned a lot of the ideals that she grew up with like he did, although it wasn't in as, like, scary of a way that he did. And she also says that she was, like seen as quite a bit of like a disappointment of a daughter-in-law yes. to like Lucius and Narcissa because she was very like pro-muggle and she was very like I'm not going to raise Scorpius with the belief that muggles are like bad and let's real quick break that down because yeah. it does say both to
0: Lucius and Narcissa so I'm yes. like all right they're number one check 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 like that's they're
1: not on the good Slytherin list no Narcissa so even she I I think it could be argued that she becomes a good Slytherin because she's pro-muggle I just don't we don't know enough about her to know if she's always been that way you know she's barely mentioned she didn't even get a speaking role in the play no because she dies (laughs) what up
0: shit show okay so i just wanted to bring her up because there's talk of her being this like pro-muggle rebel Uh, yeah so like does she count i don't know i think we've both made our feelings clear on how we feel like curse child is not the eighth story it's no. not in our canon of harry potter so That's does right. she count i don't think so really i feel like
1: she could be like an honorary mention maybe <laughs> yeah she should be on the official list yep Ugh. honorable mention all right well let's get into it all right who should we start with Um, Should we start with, like, the smaller characters and then work our way up? So maybe start with Andromeda? Yes. Yes. Andromeda forever. (laughs) I love her. Yes. I always kind of forget about her until I reread the book that she's in. The Mm -hmm. one book that she's mentioned Mm -hmm. in. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, she's amazing. (laughs) She is really good. I like the contrast of
0: her looking just like Bellatrix basically I do too.
1: I, I really think that do
0: that's too. super cool. Yeah. I think that that's really I good. do too.
1: Like for Harry to literally think that she is Bellatrix the first time she sees him but to have her her but to like have her be the total opposite yeah of like Bellatrix's personality like really says something. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah. So we see this as like
0: she's like the Slytherin Sirius Black.
1: Yeah, from from the
0: other side of the of yeah. the black family, yeah, yeah. you know, like she rebels against her family ideals mm-hmm. and kind of gets shunned out of it. But she stands her ground. marries a, a beautiful Muggle man.
1: Ted Tonks.
0: Ted <laughs> Tonks. We never got and to see And has the a movies. beautiful
1: child with him. And, and a beautiful, Fedora,
0: beautiful, perfect, funky little lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I gosh, I love her. But we don't we don't really get to know that much about her just that she kind of is the
1: the other Sirius. Yeah, that we see, but that she actually was in Slytherin. So, she was in Slytherin, but she never like adopted the Slytherin like mm-hmm. lifestyle. Characteristics. Yeah, that kind you know, of, she like, didn't keep the pure blood ideals. Yeah, she married a muggle. Mm-hmm. She made it very clear that she wasn't about like anti-muggle society mm-hmm. and she rocked it. She rocked it. <laughs> she's Oh, I love her. She is a queen. She's another character that I would really love to learn more about. Like she's such a small character, what if Joe Rowling were to ever like write something on Pottermore that talked more about like what her like breakaway from the family was like and stuff, that would be really cool, I think. Maybe she has. And I just Maybe don't know has. or remember. I don't know. She probably doesn't care enough about her to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my I think gosh. she's she's a good example. Mm-hmm. For sure. Staying in the that family probably. Regulus. I
0: think I'm not kidding. He is the one. Yeah. I think
1: he's the one that people should talk about. I absolutely agree 100 percent. he's such a good character i know nothing i know
0: i feel like i cry every time i read that chapter where creature tells the story i'm like i
1: know oh, i no. i definitely do too i i love that chapter i'm so sad that it got left out of the movie and mm-hmm. that's a discussion for another time <laughs> but like i seriously i love like that just like made me have a lot of appreciation for creature first of all mm-hmm. that chapter But also, like, ugh, I don't know. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's, like, this image that's, like, painted in our heads early on when Sirius is talking about his family in Order of the Phoenix that's, like, all of the blacks are bad except for him. And then in Deathly Hollows, you get not one but two people in his family who actually turn out to be just as good as he was. Yep. And it's great. I think because we don't ever get to meet or know
0: Regulus... Mm Mm-hmm. It could be compared that he has the same story as Snape. I think that from what we do get in the story, that like Sirius at one point says, and I haven't recently read this book to know, but in Mm -hmm. Order of the Phoenix, when he's showing Harry the family tree thing, and he says something about how... This is the first time he talks about Regulus, Mm -hmm. is that he says that he was soft. Mm -hmm. So, like, it seems like... He was very moldable by yeah, his family. I agree. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he was in it from the start, whereas Snape made the choice to get into that group. Yeah. You know what I mean? Snape right. wasn't raised in a pure blood family right his mom right it was his mom yes because he's yeah. the same as Voldemort I always have a hard time remembering I'm like okay is he is he like Harry no he's like Voldemort okay yeah <laughs> which number one <laughs> that's all I need to say but, he, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you know like his mom married a muggle guy like yeah. she clearly didn't give a hoot and a holler right about the pure blood stuff so like he wasn't raised that way he made the choice to be that way yeah so i just i think that it's it's an interesting kind of thing where regulus i think made the real choice to break out of it and did something like extreme
1: Yeah. And I think, like, part of it is also, like, when Regulus chose to break out of being a Death Eater, like, he made that choice on his own accord. And he was like, no, this is wrong. I don't agree with the Death Eaters. Mm -hmm. I'm out of this. But Snape, the thing that, like, changed him wasn't him, like, really wanting to. It was the fact that all of a sudden Voldemort murdered somebody he didn't want to be murdered. And so then he was like, well, now I can't support this guy because he killed the girl I'm in love with.
0: With so no with no mention of like James or anything. It's not like right. I went to it's, school with these people. No. The girl I'm still hornballs for after what okay, and then this is horrifying the age thing after like four years out of school Yeah, is gonna get murdered. Yeah. And has been murdered. Now I'm now I'm out. Yeah
1: nothing so else he, nothing else bothered him right it, like, it, it didn't bother him that Voldemort was going after this baby or <laughs> like anything like that Like it, or anyone in general or, or anyone in general like he supported him when he murdered a lot of other people and did a lot of other really dark stuff mm-hmm. and he made friends with lots of Death Eaters too so like he wasn't really against that like lifestyle and that like belief system that they had he was just against Lily's murder and that's what mm-hmm. like pushed him away from the dark side I'll say this, too, because I am, I have a lot, we've dipped our toe
0: into this, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of opinions about Voldemort and what went wrong there. Yeah. And so, again, I'll say this, because once we get into an episode about him, I'm going to say a lot of stuff about how he kind of had no choice, really, in what happened and how he became, because of where he was placed. Mm -hmm. Like, Slytherin was not a good spot for him. Right. Um okay so again you could say the same thing about snape you know like okay well he was in slytherin like what choice did he have he was around all these people okay he was already friends with lily and it seemed like they were doing fine right for a hot minute like i don't know how many years it was yeah but they were friends like he could mm-hmm. have been still in slytherin but surrounding himself with good people right Right. He had a friend coming in. Yeah. He had someone outside of that house and outside of those kinds of bigoted,
1: racist people. Right. So he could have gotten away from it if he really wanted to.
0: I know. And I just, like, I want to be fair, because I do, I know I have opinions. I got got things to say about Regulus and things to say about Tom Riddle, the kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that I feel like can be really easily compared to Snape, but I'm, I'm very staunch and I don't want to seem like I'm super biased just because I don't like Snape. Yeah. I want to be fair about it. I just feel like the circumstances with him are different. Like, he had chances to make a choice. And he didn't. It's all about choices. Yes. That's what Harry Potter is. It's all about. There's power a quote choice. about that
1: in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like it's our choices that show who we truly are. All right, Dumbledore. Our <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Say what you want about Dumbledore but he has some good quotes sometimes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. So Regulus, yes. He is he's a really good. I think he's brave.
0: I think he's a great example of a brave and good Slytherin who made a choice to be better.
1: I think also it's like heavily implied that the reason he became a Death Eater in the first place wasn't really because he wanted to but because his family wanted him to. Yeah. Like, his parents kind of, like, forced him into it, especially since their older son had no interest in it. Mm -hmm. So, they were like, this is our last chance to have a Death Eater child. Yeah. Regulus, you better step up to the plate. And so, he did because his parents wanted him to. Yeah. Again, I know that you're
0: more fresh off of the books than I am. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, we'll probably have these kinds of discussions about uh, the Black family once we get into doing the rereads with the podcast when we get into order of the phoenix through deathly hallows there's probably going to be a lot more discussion about this family because i don't know it's like they're so interesting to me
1: they are i definitely agree i i would love to learn more about them because we don't even really learn a ton about them in the books and i think they're another family in like the history of the wizarding world that would be really fun to take a look at same agree need it want it Crave it, Joe. You get have, to it. have it. Get on it, Joanne. Joanne, <laughs> listen to us. Give us what we want. <laughs> okay, should we move on to oh, yes. the one that we love, even though a lot of people probably don't that much. True, Horace Slughorn. I love Slughorn.
0: I do too. This I is a him. this is a known fact now that we put out that first episode where we were. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> talking about was it that one or was it the first the I, actual first? one? I think one? it was like the ratings and rankings. It was the one. ratings one we were talking because we both had him yes. in our list of like top characters, top oh my God, yeah, characters, we did. and top teachers. So yes, he's
0: great. I really like him. I think he's such a cool character. He's like I don't know. I feel like he's kind of the. He's like I think a, like a pure Slytherin. Mhm. Like take away anything to do with like dark arts, anything to do with Voldemort, anything. I think that like it, at its core
1: this is what Slytherin is ambitious and cunning and like in it for themselves you know like he's he's very much that person just take away like the evil side of it and just that's that's the thing is like i feel like kind of what separates
0: like gryffindor and slytherin is like slytherins don't necessarily need to be the hero in the limelight as long as they're comfortable in their place and have their connections and whatever and i think that's yeah. perfectly slughorn yes i, I think he is like a tried and true slytherin this is like what you should think of when you think of slytherin instead of like think of the malfoys yeah or voldemort or whatever like you should think of you should think of slughorn when you think of slytherin because like yeah. he is truly a slytherin 100 percent yes but I do think that he does do good. He does. Absolutely. So I think I think that he does
1: exemplify in a smaller way the good Slytherin. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I think I don't. I just read the chapter in Half Blood Prince where we meet him for the first time. It is so much less charming than the movie. It is. He's not likable no. in that chapter. Like I. I feel like the first several times I read the books, I wasn't a huge fan of Slughorn. Yeah. Like it kind of came later for me. Me too. And the movies make him a lot more likable than like he is because I think he's that's like just funny. That's just but, the uh, the thing that the movies do is everyone becomes a lot more likable. Yeah, they do the same thing with Snape too. He's way and more. And I likeable. feel like Umbridge. Yeah, they did the they're, same thing with they're her. They're way more likable in mm-hmm. the movie, but. Um, yeah, he's not likable, and I, it's very clear to me, like, this last time reading around, that he still deals with a lot of, like, the general, like, wizarding world prejudice about, like, muggle-borns. Yes. Um, because he makes that comment when he's talking about Harry's mom, and is like, I couldn't believe she was the top of my class, and then Harry's like, yep. well, my best friend is a muggle, and she's also the top of the class, and Slughorn's like, well, it's funny how that worked out, and Harry's like, no, it's is not. It- <laughs> it's not funny, and he kind of has to be like, no, no, don't think I'm prejudiced, like, I said she's my favorite. It's just, like, it's weird that it worked out that way. So I feel like it's almost kind of the yep. same prejudice towards muggle-borns that, like, the Weasley family kind of feels, that, like, they're not yes. against them, but they still, like, look down on muggles in general and think that, like, they need protection and that they're weak and that they're not as, like, smart as everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of how Slughorn is, too. Like, he still definitely has that inner prejudice that all purebloods have, pretty yes. much. But, like, not in a spiteful way. Yeah. You know? Let's
0: talk about that for a second, because I don't think that we've really brought up, um, even though this is a little off-topic, but the, like, Weasley pureblood prejudice that's yeah. still there. We read an article in this class that we took that I don't remember the exact words that they used, Um, talking about Arthur Weasley
1: as this, like, cultural tourist. Yeah. And, like... They use, like, Orientalism. I think they were talking about, like, it's very comparable. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think that that's such a good example because you think
0: of, especially Arthur, like, being this, like, very loving, non-prejudiced person. Yeah. But it's, it's like this, it's like a fetishism. It is, doing.
1: It, it is. It's it's like he's very fascinated by their world because he doesn't understand it. But it's like not as different from like us, like Americans, like looking at like other cultures and being like, wow, that's so cool. And like trying to get into it when like we don't really understand it completely. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, it's, it is wrong. It, it is wrong the way that he like goes about it. Yeah.
0: So it exists. Like even though... Like he is, I guess, coming at it with a good heart. He is still looking at Muggles as if they are like a completely separate species. He's like a happy zookeeper. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's still there. So I just I wanted to bring that up because I think it's important to talk about. You think of the Weasleys as these like opposite. Pure bloods Like, they are the different kind of pureblood, But
1: they still have. But they have these things. It's a good metaphor for racism, I think. Mm-hmm. In general. Like, there are people who are outwardly racist or against Muggleborns in the wizarding world, but there are also people who, like, support people of color, but they're also like, I don't want to r- lose my own like privilege that I have mm-hmm. from not being one of them you yeah. know and it's the same way yeah it's a whole deal yeah so
0: I just wanted to bring that up because you had you had brought up the Weasley's and I was like oh we should talk about this yeah, yeah, yeah. it's important yeah so, for sure Slughorn I think he makes up for it and I think it's not just like in that he gives over the memories and whatever I think like he does she it does. he he fights He does. And he's a part of it at the end. And he's
1: very ashamed of the fact that he was the one who gave Voldemort the information that he needed to do the things Mm -hmm. he did in the first place. Yeah. And he works to, like, come back from that and to be like, I made a mistake and, like, this is how I'm fixing it by, like, fighting against him. To be honest, though, like even if he didn't tell him it would have still happened it would have still happened for sure he would have found out what he needed to some other way but he feels very guilty about that yeah which comes becomes very clear in half blood prince when he's like i don't want to yeah um like show you guys that it was me who told him about mm-hmm. that you know so
0: but by the end it is it is one of my one of my favorite things is that he is dueling him
1: right before harry does in his pajamas in his pajamas <laughs> And it's funny because I think, like, when that war is first starting out, like, isn't he kind of like, ugh, I'm not sure if I want to? That's the thing. He is is sitting on the fence. He is out. He is not playing into but it at all But he makes the right decision in the end and like at the end he comes face to face with Tom and is fighting him oh, for real. Oh no. <laughs>
0: I love it so much. Oh, Slughorn. I think he's just such an interesting character and I, you know, he I don't think he's on the same plane as Regulus and Andromeda. No, he but I think that he deserves some to iffy be things. I think he deserves like, to be mentioned for just sure. For sure. I agree. I think I think out of it all it's like he He's just Slytherin. Like, that's it. That's him. And that he, like, does good. And not just in a way of, like, I did the right thing in the end, I guess. Because I felt like I needed to. It's like, no, he's in it now. Yeah. He feels that it's the right thing to do, and he does it. Oh, I love him so much. I love it. But again, I haven't read Deathly Hallows in a hot minute, so we'll see rereading that, rereading that again we'll see how um because i do remember him being a little like ah, do we need to fight still kind of torn at the end yeah and mcgonagall is
1: like well we're fighting to kill people so like if you get in our way <laughs> then watch out and he's like wow okay <laughs> i love her so
0: much i know so funny yeah all right i guess it's time We've talked about him already, even though we said we were going to save it to the end. But, Snape. The Severus Snape. I just think... I
1: don't know. I don't think that he's a good... I don't think that he's a good example. I feel like he can still be in the list just because he does some good things. But, like, he shouldn't be the example. Mm -mm. Like, he is right now. Mm -mm. Like, people are constantly talking about, like, not all Slytherins are bad. Look at Snape. And I'm like, yeah, let's look at Snape because he did some bad things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's take a look at him.
0: Uh, I don't know. I just, like, yeah, okay. He ended up on the right side of things
1: does that make him good? But, like, look at what made him get on the right side. It wasn't his own choice, like we've already talked about. I just, I don't think that makes him good. And even, no, like, and even once he, like, switched sides, he still did some really nasty things. Not even, like, in regards to, like, Voldemort and his ideas, Mm -hmm. but just, like, in his own way. He was still a bad person. Yeah. In the way that he treated people. Children. Mm -hmm. In the way that he, like, abused people. I don't care for it. Use his power in ways that he shouldn't have. Yeah, he's, it's not good. I don't. This is like an opinion of mine that will never ever change. Is that Snape was not Agreed. a good person. No I don't one think can ever say can anything, anything to convince mind. me that he was a good person. No one's going. to He did some my good mind. things, but he's not. He's not good inside. He's not morally good. I don't think. he's not evil yeah but he's not good please though feel free to try and change our mind though (laughs) yeah seriously if you have things to say i'd
0: love to i think it's so good i want to hear it all he's
1: like somebody that i really enjoy discussing with people especially when they have differing opinions about him Mm -hmm. I i think he's a really good like discussion point for sure and we had lots of chats about him in our class because there were some people who really liked him yeah in the end and thought he was good And some other people who did not. (laughs) Good character, or bad person. I should get that tattooed on me because I say it all the time. I know, I know. He's a beautifully written character. He's one of my favorite characters in the series. He might be my number one favorite character in the series, but like... Because he's so goddamn complicated and compelling as shit. And I love him, but, like, I hate him. If he was a real person, I would not get any enjoyment out of spending time with him at all. No. Like, bad. Yeah. Bad, bad. He's not a good person, but he's a well-written, well-developed character, I think. Yes. So, one final person to talk about who's not a Slytherin, but we think is a good person to bring up in this discussion. Yes, because they... Defy their own house stereotype. And they show that people who are not Slytherins can also be bad. hmm Is Peter Pettigrew. I have a lot to say about him, and I'm sure when we do a Marauders episode, I'll scream a little
0: bit. Yeah. yeah. Here it comes. I think... I think Peter Pettigrew was not a bad person until... After the Potters were murdered, <gasps> oh, oh, you just dropped the ball. She <laughs> said it. I think that originally it was he was just flawed, but I feel like he just showed the normal reaction. Yeah, would you not? If threatened like that, I mean, we all want to say that we would be morally good. Yeah. In that moment, if you were being threatened like that, Mm -hmm. that's scary from what we know. Like, if my life was being threatened, I don't know what I would do. I know. But I can't, I can't, I feel like I can't truly fault him Mm -hmm. because that is like truly, I feel like the, like, I don't know. Like the honest, like, real person reaction. Yeah. it's He's not a hero, but I don't
1: think at that moment he's a villain. He was just looking out for himself at that time and doing what was best for him to do. Mm-hmm. To live. To live. Yeah, to survive. And it's really... It's really... Yeah, I think you have a point. It's really easy for people to say, like, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't throw my friends under the bus. I wouldn't... You don't you know. know. But you don't know. If someone is, like... You want to do the right threatening thing. Threatening you. Yeah. You want to do the right thing. But like how easy is it to do the right thing? I don't know. We've all been in situations where we've known we should do the right thing and didn't do it. And he's not like this is a very extreme example, but he did the same thing that a he's lot of people He's not a are strong person.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I'm that strong of a person. And so yeah. like when I think about that, I'm a little horrified and I stop thinking about it because I'm like I don't know what I would do. Right. So yeah, I, I think that the, the moment that he made the choice to find Voldemort and help him, that's when he became... That's, that's when he bad. became bad. Yeah. Because I think before that, if he had just, like, gone away and started a new life, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's him being morally gray, he did not make a good moral choice, but he made a choice to save his life
1: and he left mm-hmm. that would be a completely different story it would almost be like slughorn story a little bit mm-hmm. like he made a mistake but then he came back from it and was a good person overall but let's but he did make these bad choices after he so did. let's talk
0: about that too yeah he did <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there because I think that it's a pretty big thing standing point for yeah. me I really I personally I just I think That that, I don't know if I can fault him for doing that initially. Right. I don't know. And I don't like when people characterize him while they're in school as, like, this snake.
1: No, he's not. If you, like, if you really pay attention to, like, the memory scenes that we get in, like, Snape's memories, both in Order of the Phoenix and in Deathly Hallows, when you see Peter Pettigrew with, like, the other Marauders, he is totally, I don't even know if I would really say that he's, like, as good of a friend with them as, like, the rest of them. But he's still, like, very part of the group. He's very fascinated by them. He loves hanging out with them. He, like, gets excited every time James catches his stupid snitch. Like, he <laughs> he's not, like, plotting against them right there. They're just, like, four teenagers hanging out and, like, having a good time. Like, there's no way that those characteristics were there at that point.
0: I'll bring up the age thing again. They were 21.
1: Yeah. When this happened. Like... Yeah, they were 21. Then people forget that a lot, I think, because the actors in the movies, for all five yep. of those characters in the Marauder era, mm-hmm. were way older than mm-hmm. they needed to be. But, like, yeah, I agree, for sure. I just think, like, we're just about
0: in that age range. We're a little older than that now. But So it's, like, really easy to relate. Like, it's frightening to me that, like, you know... As I've grown up with these, like, oh wow, their parents, I'm like, that's you know, that's so hard. These adults, like, it's so sad. Yeah. and then it's like I'm at that now, and like I've passed it. Yeah, that I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I don't know if I, you know, I mean, we're in a politically kind of spooky time, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not, I'm not being faced directly with these decisions. So like in a right. in a war like that, I don't know what I would do. It's At 21, I know. I It's 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 a whole thing. I don't know. It's a lot to think about so i just i think that that's i think it's just really it's crazy so like as i've gotten older i'm like you know like oh wow that's so sad as parents and now i'm like oh my god they were parents yeah (laughs) at 21 years old oh my god they were parents and they're fighting a war and they died and they were 21
1: and they're younger than how old we are now that's crazy it's horrifying Oh my, oh my god. god. Plus, throw in the fact that Harry was already a year old when they died, meaning that he was born when they were 20. Oh my god. It's like,
0: it's all, it's
1: all crazy. Anyway, I just wanted to say Peter Pettigrew
0: was 21 <laughs> and he made a morally incorrect choice, but one that I don't know if I would do the opposite in yeah. his shoes.
1: Moving on from that. He did resurrect Voldemort, so... He did. He did a bad thing. He sought him out to do his dirty work later on.
0: Uh, (laughs) I hope that that shows up in the recording. (laughs) She's a little... uh, A little fussed about him, too. (laughs) So, I... uh, My question is, why is he a Gryffindor? I think... I don't know. Maybe because at the time that he was sorted, he was actually a Gryffindor. What about him that we saw was a Gryffindor? And like tying it into like, yeah, okay, so we see all these I, all these good Slytherins. They're still very Slytherin. So this bad Gryffindor. Well, if you think about it, it's it's
1: still very brave what he went on to do, like working with Voldemort. Even though it wasn't good of him to do, it was still brave. Like oh. I feel like the Sorting Hat, like saw potential in him maybe like I don't know I I kind of equate it with the same thing of like why was Neville a Gryffindor he's not a Gryffindor in like the early books but he becomes one later on and I think it's because the sorting hat like saw potential in him to grow into this like brave character and maybe that's very similar to Peter that like even though he wasn't, at the time that he was sorted, the sorting hat maybe saw in him something that could grow into, like, a braver person. He
0: did absolutely expect to be treated like a hero. Yeah. After that. And that he did. completely, you just, like, blew my mind, because yeah. I was just like, oh, he's just some, like, sad little thing that I feel like has a lot of Slytherin qualities of looking out for himself and whatever, but, like, he was playing the hero in bringing yeah. Voldemort back, but then he wasn't treated like yeah. one, so it was disappointing and he went back to being kind of this shriveled little guy. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. So I th- Peter Pettigrew, the
1: Gryffindor. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's I don't crazy. Know. That's crazy. I Yeah, I th- I think he's still obviously he has some nerve. Yeah. To do the things oh, he did. Oh, he's got some nerve. <laughs> so like <laughs> Wow. I don't think, I don't think, like, being a Gryffindor, like, is unfitting of him. Yeah. I think in his later life, he exhibits more qualities of a Slytherin, but... I just, that's always something
0: I've wondered, because we, you know, of what we get of the young Marauders, he's not really featured that heavily. Yeah. So, when I, when we see him as an adult, I just, I wonder, I'm like, okay, so then what is it? Like, what makes you yeah, a Gryffindor? Like, what about you screams Gryffindor right I mean I know not everybody has to fit into these molds but it's like when he sh- when he seems like he has traits of another house that are way more in focus right like what what is that yeah is that just like him hanging around with people who are only looking out for themselves so he has to like adapt to look yeah. out for yeah, himself yeah. too I don't know it's just it's a it's so good, it's so good to talk about.
1: He's such an interesting character to me. I love talking about like the houses in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just such a fun thing,
0: yeah, to well, discuss. that was something you brought up, okay, now I'm remembering correctly in this in this first ever one that we did um in this latest released podcast, yeah, that you said that that was one thing. you'd change is that you wanted the houses to like grow and change like the stereotypes I I feel
1: like it's something that should have and I feel like I I mean we already kind of talked about this but I think it's a really big flaw of the series that the houses don't eventually grow out of their molds and like come Mm -hmm. to accept lots of different types of people and I feel like the house system at Hogwarts Again, getting political is almost kind of like the two-party system that we have here, where it, like, puts people in these very rigid groups, and you have to, like, stick to that. Like, you're expected to stick with that. Like, they're all about house pride. They're all about, like, they Mm -hmm. live in the same places. They go to classes together. They play on sports teams together. They sit at the same table in the lunchroom. Like you can't break away from that. Like you can, but it's really hard for them to. And I think that that's something that should have grown is just like showing more like friendships with people outside your house and like showing the houses coming together especially after the battle i think would have been a really good time for them to show like yes. we don't need to be fighting against slytherins anymore like let's bring everybody together and be one school and i think not that's what we talked of, like, about these four groups of people i think that's what we talked inside. about a little bit
0: in the cursed child episode that yeah. we were saying like why is this why does this still exist like twenty years it, later,
1: I feel like it just like it builds a lot of walls for a lot of the students, yeah, and it, it doesn't really give them the opportunity to like interact with people in mm. their school because they're not in the same house. It forms like a lot of barriers and it kind of like puts some people like off limits when it shouldn't really, yes, do that, you know mm-hmm. and i I don't know. I feel like that's something where like i I wish that that had like changed over the course of the series. Like, it, it maybe kind of did a little bit, because, like, when they formed the DA, they have students from other houses, like, involved in that, but, like... Disappointing that there were no Slytherins Slytherins included, were still out of it, and then same thing... Well, this is only a movie thing, I guess, not a book thing, but when, sh- like, McGonagall says to send all the Slytherins to the dungeon right before the battle starts, like, mm-hmm. why are we shutting all these Slytherins out? Like, they're still students, they should still be given the same rights and the same choices that all the other students have, too, you know? Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It feeds into a lot of these stereotypes where you come up with these ideas about people that aren't true just because they got sorted into one house, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've met a lot of people who, like, will, like, take the Pottermore, like, sorting hat quiz, and they'll get Slytherin, and they'll be like, I don't want to be a Slytherin, I'm not a bad person, and I'm like, that's not what that means, though, to be a Slytherin. It doesn't mean that you're bad, so, like... I don't know. It creates this like false image, and I think that that's something that should be changed for sure. Bravo, Katie! <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut off my soapbox. That was, <laughs> that was beautiful. I loved it. No, that's
0: so good. I I love it. I think it's so. I don't know. I think this is <laughs> a, such a good episode, just because it's like confronting these house yeah. stereotypes and talking about why things mm-hmm. are different. Even though you know we got you know we didn't super focus on that until just now, but yeah. I don't know. I think it's good to, like, butt up against these these ideas.
1: There are so many things that do grow and change over the course of the series, and it's a bummer that this is not one of them. Like, and I'm, sa-
0: I'm sad that the other two have to get left out of this conversation.
1: Yeah. I know. It's a real bummer. It is. I and know. can I just say,
0: why do, like, 99% of the Hufflepuffs have to be dicks in the book series?
1: Yeah. <laughs> can I can we just get like more than cedric it yeah seriously we get cedric and we get tonks <laughs> that's <laughs> and, true that's true and now with fantastic beasts we get newt also
0: okay but like i don't need to deal with like ernie mcmillan and zachariah smith all oh, the time just being fuck little shit shows. Smith. i
1: don't get why he's a hufflepuff in the first place aren't they supposed <laughs> to be like the really like loyal and kind people so like why are you giving me a whole bunch of assholes zachariah smith gives me a lot of like Ravenclaw feelings because he seems like he's such a know-it-all that I'm like, why Zachary, is he not a Ravenclaw? Zachary
0: Smith is Hufflepuff Draco. Yeah. like <laughs> end of the story. That's him. He's just he is. He's just yellow Malfoy. Like, I
1: mean, he- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I love those houses.
0: What's your favorite? Being brave, snakes, books
1: world. <laughs> Stupid BuzzFeed What's Your House quizzes. What's your favorite animal? A lion, a snake, an eagle, or a badger? Yellow. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh, well, Not subtle at all. <laughs> I think that that's all we've got today.
0: Do- oh, God. Maybe I'm still in-, in my Hogwarts ears. My voice just cracked like crazy. <laughs> I'm going through pure <laughs> oh, my That's all we have today. (laughs) (laughs) So let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. It means a lot to us. Uh, Still exciting. We've got more followers because of iTunes. I'm still so happy about iTunes. Yeah, that was
1: such a blessing for that to come true. Now that we're everywhere... Please share us. Share us with friends. Tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter. Please follow us on Twitter. Oh my God! I we want do stuff to do fun things on Twitter, but we can't do it until we have more followers. <laughs> it so makes please. Me so
0: sad that Katie was the only person that voted in our poll. <laughs> I mean, accurate that Voldemort won. Who's the biggest baddest villain?
1: But, but only there's only one, one vote. vote. <laughs> So he would count that as a success anyway. He, you know what? Like, I got a hundred percent. What a shit.
0: Okay. Our oh, Twitter man. is at Myrtle Bath Pod, and we have a Gmail. Mm-hmm. Myrtlebathpod at com. Go email ahead and email us. Questions, concerns, comments, suggestions. Yeah. We'll take it all. I'd love to just like get ideas for what to do about, you know, what to do podcasts about. Yeah. Give, give us, us like your, your
1: feedback. Rate us rate us rate oh my us. god we're on
0: itunes yeah rate us on itunes yeah please yeah we want to get into that new and noteworthy section yeah real bad <laughs> so please rate us and please uh rate us good things i know that uh we've had some opinions about prisoner of azkaban that maybe not everybody <laughs> likes
1: I think a lot of our opinions are a little questionable to a lot of people, but we have valid reasons for believing them, though, so at least we can back up what we're saying. We're just
0: cool and edgy and different, and we don't go along with what everybody else thinks. <laughs> but that shouldn't uh, make you rate us poorly on iTunes. So, rate us a, f- a whole five stars. Yeah. I would take a four, but i love a five. <laughs> you can also leave reviews uh, that would be super cool. We'd love to read those. And if we get reviews, we will read our favorites on the episode. Yeah, you that's could kinda be, fun, be
1: featured.
0: You could be featured.
1: So, so- get on it plus we really want your feedback we want to know if we're doing things that people like if we yeah. are doing things that you don't like then let us know so we can change that out mm-hmm. um and so we can form what we're having to say and what we're doing to fit what people want so, a little
0: a little over 40 people like it so why not share it with some more
1: yeah if you like it all maybe of those your 40, 40 people like it. share it with one person and then we'll have 80 <laughs>
0: Just give me success, okay. anyway. <laughs> Thank not you, to be greedy. Not to be greedy or anything. Two Hufflepuffs with a Slytherin act right now. <laughs> I am Slither Puff life. Yeah. So, anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Please reach out to us. Please rate us. Review us. All of it. You know the deal. This ending of the episode has been a mess. I'm so sorry. This new mic is getting me too flustered.
1: <laughs> we want friends, guys. We want friends. Oh, be your friend. We be want to talk friend. about Harry Potter. That's more of a Hufflepuff ending. We want friends, <laughs> that's, not that's, followers.
0: That's, 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 okay, yeah, we'll, well. There's the Hufflepuff coming out. Yeah, there it is. All right, we finally, we finally found it. All right, all right. Good day before we embarrass ourselves. <laughs> anymore. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye.